so much for tuning in to episode five, Muhead is on the Corporate Ladder. I just want to give a fair warning to our listeners who have any sexual assault triggers. We will be going over this topic in this episode. Thank you so much for listening. Thanks for your support. All right. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in. Uh, I am your host, E. Marie, and this is Soy Chingona. You are joining me on episode five, um, Mujeres on the Corporate Ladder. Today, I have a very special guest, Carolina. Thank you so much for being here today. Um, I am so excited. Um, Carolina is very um, a special guest to me for many reasons, um, but one of the first reasons is because we sat down <clears throat> a few weeks ago mm-hmm. and you said i have something to say and i need to get it out yes. and you've been going through a lot in your life professionally and personally right now and you want to reach out to others the special thing about that is that you were the first person to come to me and say i have something to say and i literally was like this is awesome because i got my podcast up and running You use my platform, girl, and you say whatever shit you need to get out and say. So with that, Carolina, I'm going to ask you to let our listeners know about you. Um, Tell us, who is Carolina today? Yes, thank you so much for having me, first of all. Of course. Um, I'm so happy to be able to share my story um, in hopes that, you know, I can possibly help another individual or other individuals. Mm -hmm. So a little bit about myself is I am currently um, a financial advisor with an amazing company. I am Latina. I am very young. I'm 24 years old. She is young. (laughs) Um, And I knew that, you know, when I came, you know, I studied, I went to school and studied finance to become a financial advisor because my main focus was to help our community. So help the Latino community get information on what to do, how to plan adequately, how to save money, how to protect your family, how to plan for the future. Um, And the reality is that we culturally just don't have that information. We don't have it at at the tip of our fingers. We don't have those resources. Um, And even if we did, it's kind of a taboo subject. Um, So I wanted to make sure that I got into a career that I was going to give my, you know, not only full attention, but my full heart to to the individuals that I was helping. Um, And also because personally growing up, my parents had many, many financial difficulties. Our family went through, you know, so many financial hardships. So that was the reason why I wanted to get into this beautiful field and this industry. But I knew that when I came into not just this company, but the industry specifically, that I was going to come and break the schemes. I'm young, I'm a woman, and I'm Latina. So three points against me. (laughs) So already, already, you're only 24. And I'm only 24. (laughs) So I knew that I wanted to, you know, be someone different and do something different. And I just had a really clear idea of what my calling was. But besides that, besides what I thought was the only thing I was going to focus on, which was financial planning, <laughs> um, I am currently um, on the board of directors and one of the founders for a nonprofit organization called Fem Latinas, so Fundación de Empoderamiento de la Mujer Latina. Yes. 
and also the bigger you know organizations called Fem Worldwide because at some point we know it's going to grow so much that yes we want to start helping Latina women here locally and in all Latin America but at some point you know this is we know it's going to be bigger than us and we just want to help women worldwide so it's to help them empower them give them the tools necessary so they can succeed and not only that our vision is to build leaders because we know that when we're not here, we need to build the next generation. Right. We need to build a legacy that is not for us. It's so much bigger than us. So right now, that's kind of what I'm doing. You know, I'm financial planning and this beautiful organization. Yeah, the thing that I love about you is that you're able to, you started something with already this bigger, like, vision in mind. You guys aren't trying to just hit something little. You guys are going full force. I mean, and quick yes. too, because Very I feel quick. like since you've shared this with me that you were starting it, it's just like moving so fast for you guys. Yes. Um, you know, something that I wanted to ask you, um, you know, being a young woman in a financial industry, being 24, I don't know anybody that I grew up with that was like, hey, I want to get into being a financial advisor and helping the community. Like, when did you, at what age were you like, this is my calling, this is what I want to do? How old were you? 18 years old. Wow. 18. It was right after high school. I had no idea when I wanted to go to school for. Um, I just remember, I have a family of doctors, right? Doctors, dentists, surgeons, anesthesiologists, and they're in that field, one, because they love it, but also because it, they can make a lot of money, right. can have a good lifestyle. And they told me, oh, just get into the medical field. You'll never, you can't go wrong with the medical field. Right. You'll have a good life. But I'm one of those people that sees blood and like faints or like gets nauseous. <laughs> like, like, I don't think I can I do this. I don't think I can do this. <laughs> yeah. Um, it just wasn't for me. And although it's a beautiful career, helping people that physically, right? right. Um, I it, it just knew that that wasn't my calling. Um, I did work for a financial advisor um, that had just opened his office when I was 18, and it really helped me. Um, I really enjoyed the concept because their, their concept of helping people and doing what was right for the people was beautiful. The reality is that they weren't doing that. So right. there was a few instances where I looked at what they did through their financial planning platform that I was like, this is not correct. You know, they're not doing a benefit for people. They're selling a product that they don't really even understand um, right. to earn a commission or to win a trip or hire people. And, you know, that was their main focus. And I was just like, that's not financial advising. That's not doing what's right for the client, for the people, right. for the community. Um, and again, it was such a benefit being there because one, I learned, but the most part, it wasn't just learning you know what to do. It was more like learning what not to do. Yeah. So um, I've had a few jobs like that. Yeah. Um, and I loved it because that did give me the opportunity of understanding where it was the direction I wanted to go. So I that was very clear for me. Um, financial uh, services. I wanted to be a financial advisor and help people, but I wanted to do what was right for the client all the time. And it took me many interviews and many companies um but i finally found the one that aligned with me with my values my ethics and everything that i believed in um but again it is you know an industry it's such an old industry right. that you know although it's a beautiful company there's still you know like anything it has its flaws absolutely it does and um that's kind of what i wanted to talk to you guys today is you know that there is still difficulties in the corporate world for women. And 
um, although things are changing, I believe they're not changing quick enough. And if we want to see change, we need to be the change. Right. Like change we have to create us. It. Absolutely. Yes. So I've, you know, had it in my heart to share a few things, but also, you know, to to proactively say not just to myself and to the people around me, but also to the public and to everyone that, you know, I will be this change. And I invite everyone who is listening to also do that. Absolutely. You know, and something that you said, um, just to touch up on our culture and how we were, the lack of uh, financial advising that went on in our families. Um, You know, I was never taught, you know, anything about my finances. I was never taught about a checkbook. Um, I mean, my family, my dad is still old school. I mean, he has cash hidden everywhere because he doesn't believe in banks. I mean, the mattress. Right. And I mean, such old school. We didn't know about investing and saving, retirement. They never even talked to us about health insurance. Mm -hmm. We knew nothing. So I know a big part of that that you and I had connected on early on in our conversations, you know, when we were meeting through networking is the pre-planning of everything in life for our culture and for people to understand how important it is because we started seeing things. We started seeing, you know, the older people in our family working till they die because they didn't set up anything, literally working themselves to death, you know, because that was the important thing was you just get your job, right? Mm -hmm. And you just be able to put a roof over your head and food on the table and that's that. Yeah, you work, pay bills, and die pretty much because then that's how your whole life just went through. And it's very sad because I even saw it with my parents. Like, you know, we we traveled when we were younger, but just close by, we never really had the funds to take Do something, trips, right, or right? Even go to Cancun or Mexico, that's like close by and yep. even cheaper, <laughs> you know? Yep. And, and I mean, I think that I'm so thankful that I lived that because that is one of my biggest motivations now is giving back to my parents because they gave everything to me, right? That I could have possibly needed or, or wanted. Um, maybe my teenager, uh, teenage years, I would have wanted more because I was just, right. just you know, <laughs> you're just, a teenager. <laughs> I was a teenager just thinking about myself. Um, but they, they've been just perfect. And also on my journey, they've been very supportive, even when they don't quite understand me or everything that I'm doing. <laughs> Um, Which happens a lot because there is this gap of generation, you know, um, I think too, it's even scary for our parents to watch us start these new adventures. Mm -hmm. Um, I'll call it because it is an adventure when you, um, you know, break off and start something new. Um, It's really scary for them because they don't understand because all they understand is the Monday through Friday nine to five hustle. They don't understand the entrepreneur hustle. They don't understand creating, being creative and creating a, a platform for all these other people. You know, you're not just right. thinking about yourself. You're thinking about your community. You're thinking about the women around you and how to uplift them. That's something that I was never taught as a young girl. Like, no. I never had any of the women in my family be like, yeah, Miha, let's get together. Let's, let's do this do and conquer the world. <laughs> no, they weren't like that. So we're trying to create that, and that is... Um, I always tell, you know, I always tell my husband in things because I throw all kinds of crazy stuff at him. And I always tell him, like, I don't expect you to understand everything that I'm going to try to create in this life. But as long as you can respect my journey in it, that's all that I ask for. And the same thing with my parents. I don't get, I don't expect you guys to understand all these little things I'm trying to create. It's foreign to you. I get it. 
yep. just respect my journey in it, and that's all I need from you. And it what sounds is, like your parents give you that. Yes, and what is more powerful, and I'm starting to see it now, is the impact that it's that I'm making on my family. Like, yes. my sister sees it. She doesn't quite understand it yet, but she sees right. it. My mom, she was able to participate in our Fem Latinas retreat um, a week and a half ago, almost two weeks ago, and... That was very powerful to see my mom not you just see me as like a little kid, but like turn around and see like mija, te convertiste en mujer. Like right. you're a woman now. Yeah. And and for her to say that to me is 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 so amazing because I never like I just kind of live my life and just go, go, go. Mm-hmm. And like most of us. Like yeah. most of us. <laughs> right. But when I take those like times to pause and to talk to my mom or to talk to the people around me and they start making these comments of like how I've grown, especially even the past few months, right? And and how I continue to grow and to surprise her and amaze her and how proud she is. And, and that just means the world to me because that's all I've ever wanted, right? Is make my family proud and, you know, be able to give them back everything that they deserve. They're my motor, they're my motivation, my rock. And, you know, I know at some point then when I have my family, my kids, my husband, I know that is going to be my other motivation, right? right. Um, but that's that's been my why. They are my why. Well, I'll tell you right now. I mean, we've known each other for a couple of years. And to give you a background on us, we've met through the power of networking. Yes. <laughs> um, honestly, was, um, you know, getting involved in Latino organizations and putting ourselves out there. And we kept kind of running into each other and you know, um, you helped my husband and I with our financial um, advising. And, you know, it's, um, I'm proud of you, (laughs) the things that I've seen you grow, because, you know, in the beginning, you and I had talked so much about the things that were bothering us. And we connected a lot about what was bothering us in the world, what was bothering us in our communities, um, what we saw, you know, growing up and what we wanted to be a part of change. and now we're both here sitting here because we're in the middle of it. Crazy how that right? happens, huh? Because it feels like it happened so fast. Like, I feel like it was yesterday that I was sitting in your office with you going through other things, yeah. talking about, like, all these other things that were bothering us. I mean, you and I had some emotional conversations, like, yes. random emotional conversations. Um, and I remember George being there, like, looking at us like, oh, oh God. God. I know. <laughs> what are these, these women, women doing? <laughs> Uh, but I'd like to say I'm proud of the moves that you're making. Um, tell us more about these retreats. So these retreats, we started them with an idea. Um, so I have a friend. She has a ranch in Tecate, Baja mm-hmm. California. It's right in between Tecate and Tijuana, that road. And mm-hmm. it's a beautiful ranch. Um, my friend Sonia's husband comes from a family of chattels. So okay. they have, in the ranch, they have a lienzo charro where they do the charrerias and they invite people. And everyone in Tecate knows this family, right? They're very well known. So they grew up, you know, with ranches and animals and horses. Um, but the charreria, although I love it because it's a Mexican sport, it's a traditional right. sport, it's very rough. Mm-hmm. And, you know, a lot of the people who do that don't really take care of their animals. And, and this this couple, they do. They have a ranch and they own seven horses they're very loved and and taken care of and well fed and they're just beautiful human beings but not just the horses like all the animals in the ranch right Mm -hmm. um so the first time i met i met this woman at a women's networking group (laughs) like i yeah and she told me you know she's like 
you have to come to the ranch. And like, I was like, that's so sweet. But I didn't really think, you know, like she meant it. And she kept it. Every time we would see each other or talk, she's like, God, oh, you have to come to the ranch. So one time we went for breakfast, we set a date. And without knowing where the ranch was, who these people really mm -hmm. were, like nothing. There was something that was just telling me, like, you got to go to the ranch. So check this out. <laughs> and the first time I took my mom. So the ranch, she focuses on doing equine therapy. So um, horse uh, therapy with horses, right? Mm -hmm. And the beautiful thing is that animals, but horses specifically, are our mirrors. So when we connect with them, we can work with them and, and they help us heal because it's like looking at yourself in the mirror. The horse feels everything that you're feeling. They're very through. empathic. Yes. Right. So it was a beautiful experience. That time it was just my mom and me. Um, she didn't do the therapy, but she worked so much just from looking at me. Mm -hmm. I remember that time I healed so so much things, so many things. And it's funny because every time I go, I have to work on something. Like there's, it's like the something rise. new, something <laughs> new all the time. Um, but when I went to that ranch, I was like, we need to, we need to bring more people. This has to be like known because the cool thing about her is, Sonia, you know, she studied. Um, coaching so she's a licensed coach she also does like therapeutic um uh, vaulting so it's like doing stunts on the horse so her therapy has a combination of all three of those so it's not just the equine therapy but the vaulting and okay. it's um and it's also she coaches you throughout the whole exercise so wonderful experience plus you're at a ranch and you don't even look at your phone although you have service you don't want to you're just completely right. dis disconnected from everything so the idea which sounds amazing in itself just it being is, disconnected from oh everything right oh my gosh so much <laughs> so then i brought my partner along jesse medina one of my partners and i was like you got to try this and she's like i'll trust you because i don't know what i'm getting myself into right. but i couldn't even explain it it was just such a beautiful experience and she loved it so then we created the retreat and our first retreat was um not this Labor Day weekend, but the previous one. Mm -hmm. So we were there Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. We had 11 women who attended. So it was just a beautiful experience. And what was cool about that is we came in and thinking like, we're going to help and empower these women. We're going to do the retreat a certain way. Mm -hmm. And it took a completely different um, turnout. Uh, we, it, it couldn't have gone better. You know, we expected something beautiful, but it wasn't like we just helped and empowered these women. We truly helped them heal and forgive. And we saw a true tra transformation, not only in them, but in ourselves. So we came out more empowered. Right. Um, beautiful thing is, and how I was mentioning to you earlier, it was like before we had this vision, right? We had this dream and it felt so far away. Mm -hmm. Like, yes, we know what we're building. We know what the goal is. And but it wasn't tangible. It was just a dream. Right. But seeing these women transform their lives. Everything come to life. Come to life. And not right. only that, we've spoken to a few of them after the retreat. We followed up with them and just the happiness and the joy that we just hear in their voices and what they've told us that they've experienced even after the retreat. That's so rewarding. And that just gave us the, the idea that this is not just a healing thing. It's not just a retreat to like like many others, it's like wellness and, you know, just go away of your routine and just relax. It wasn't just that. We did. It was so much deeper than It that. was so much deeper. 
the powerful thing is we asked the women when you know the retreat started what do you want to get out of this retreat and we thought they were going to say oh help in my business help in this you know something around you know our area of expertise in our own businesses right and none of them said anything in regards to that it was all like i want to forgive i want to heal i want to work on you know uh, getting angry so fast or right. you know i had an experience that i you know i can't forgive a certain person it was all inner deep deep issues and when you think about that right it, it was all about identity mm-hmm. because when we don't know who we truly are deep down how are we going to help another individual in any field whether it's finance whether it's business whether it's in wellness whether whatever you are doing you can't you can't i agree i that's the way i feel now i feel like if if i'm not grounded how am i ever supposed to reach anybody else you know and that feeling that feeling grounded is really important to me mm-hmm. moving forward and interacting with everybody you know and something that you're creating too um you know is that you're taking a woman from a family and she's having this experience and then she's going back and sharing her experience and then people start seeing that they're light yeah they become they've always see the thing is Women are, we're already empowered, right? And, and maybe like you and me, we're already there. We already know who we are. Right. Um, even though sometimes we're still healing, right? And, Absolutely. And we still have issues that we deal with. But for the most part, we know who we are. We are empowered. And, and this is why we're doing so much, not only in the community, but for ourselves, right? right. But then we have other women who might not be there yet, who this is the whole point of Fem Latinas is helping those women next to us who may not feel beautiful or worthy or empowered or capable or smart enough, like whatever the case may be, we just want to be that helping hand. So the thing is that they, everyone can be empowered. It's just that they have to discover it. And that's what the retreat was. They discovered who they were. They discovered that, you know, that they can to be empowered, that they can to be strong women. Right. And you're and giving them tools. I mean, that's the most yes. important thing is giving these women tools and not just here. Here's a here's a thing of tools. Yes. Here's a in the box. box. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you guys are giving them tools and then teaching them how to work through those tools right. to heal and grow. And like you're saying, like all these women are looking for the same thing. I feel that that's what we need to get out more is that more women need to be open to receiving these things and talking about that they're ready to receive something like that i think that's the difference too is that Mm -hmm. you have to be in a place in your life where you're ready to heal you're ready to hear things about yourself that you Uh, might not want to hear you're ready to work on things that you might you know have always pushed aside that you didn't want to work on and we're forcing this out of us to work on these things but it's all for the greater good, right? Definitely. No, and I and I think and how I was telling you earlier as well, this retreat, it was it was just God given, right? It was just at a beautiful time. And again, I went with the the mindset of like, I'm gonna help women, right? Not knowing that I was going to be the one healing and working on so right? many things too. <laughs> but it's even, funny how that works. I know. <laughs> um, but even the whole process, just it I started healing and I started working on something that then brought me back to everything that I've been dealing with the past few years and um, in the workplace and my profession, mm-hmm. um, you know, and, and just in my personal life as well, because a particular situation really affected me. And it started through a conversation that I had with my two partners, Sandra and Jesse. 
Um, they were both in the front seat. You know, Sandra was driving, Jesse was in the passenger seat, and I was sitting in the middle, right? And going to Tecate, we took the long road, the back road through mm -hmm. like Hamul. Uh -huh. Beautiful sighting, um, but it's all like roads. Yeah. Like it's just like curvy roads. So I remember being in the back and just like going all over the car and just like moving around. And I was a little bit like over the drive until we had um, a certain conversation that came up. Mm -hmm. And it started, it was, you know, more on the personal end and relationships and stuff that we've gone through. And that conversation led to another conversation um, about that got very personal to me. And the first thing that came to my mind was an experience that I had gone through probably like three years ago. I had just gone through a breakup and I remember it was this day, it was like this Friendsgiving thing that I, did, I threw at mm -hmm. my house and we had a bunch of friends mm -hmm. go. Of course there was a bunch of alcohol, um, but I remember that I, I, I blacked out that night. Actually, I don't remember, <laughs> like half the night. Um, mm -hmm. And the thing that, you know, and why I think that was so powerful and why I started healing throughout the whole retreat was because that brought me back to what I felt. So I remember waking up the next morning in my bed and I look next to me and I see someone that, of course, I wouldn't have ever, you know, consciously, right. soberly been with. Mm -hmm. And it was very difficult to to realize that through this conversation that I was a victim, that, you know, that someone had harmed me. Right. And I guess in my mind, I try to block that because it was so painful. But I remember after that happened, you know, I had family there. I had friends there. I had my cousins there. Um, I had people that should have done something. Mm -hmm. um, and of course, I don't blame it on anyone. We were all very, very drunk. This was, again, years ago. But I just felt like the people that were supposed to protect me didn't. Right. And that hurt me. And when the discussion a few weeks after the, the, the subject came up, they were like, well, it was your fault for getting like that. You know, my own wow. friends and family. Right. And, and that really hurt because I was like, you know, that wasn't true. But I remember the feeling I had after I felt broken. I felt disgusting. I felt like I wasn't myself. And, and looking at the whole picture now, I, I realize why I've had so many issues, like trust issues in relationships. Right. Not only in relationships personally, but in the workplace and everywhere. Like, I was I just going to say that, Carolina, that something like that, I think, you know, another thing that we're taught that if we're, as women, if we're going to be in a professional environment, we need to remain professional. Right. Our personal, emotional life cannot affect our mm -hmm. professional life because we don't want to look weak. We don't no. want to look emotional in the workplace, right? That's like one of the worst things is for a coworker, a male coworker to walk by and think that you're reacting to something because yes. you're a woman. Yes. So when those things happen, of course, something like that in your life is going to affect everything around you. It did. It affected my personal relationships. Um, I really didn't trust easily. That was the right. one thing. But not, again, how you said, not just personally in the workplace, like any man. Like, I'm just like, my mom has a saying, 
la mitad, lo que te digan los hombres, la mitad se lo crees y la mitad lo pones en duda. And I lived by that. It was more than half. It was probably like, yeah, I, I kind of trust you and I'm trying to, you know, just trust in what you're saying. But the reality is, is I don't for the most part. And, and that's affected me. And um, I didn't realize how much it had affected me until that car ride. And again, it was like, reopening a wound that wasn't healing correctly that was stopping right. me right and yes. that was very painful because i remember going back with the whole you know me too movement mm -hmm. uh, that that had come back but i was again like no i'm not going to say anything if i put that on my social media like everyone's going to know or the people who, who knew about this they're going to be like why are you like bringing it up again or why are you saying that that already like, happened that already happened. did you already get over or it or that wasn't true or uh-huh yeah that wasn't their right. truth in their head but right. it was mine and it they very much did something to me that you know i think it's important to talk about because just like me i know there's so many other women that you know have experienced that in so many other levels and probably even worse i am definitely a woman who yeah. experienced that at a very young age and sexually assaulted at the age of 12 and didn't realize until recently mm -hmm. how much that affected so much of my relationships including professionally because the way i looked at men in a professional setting was the same way i was going to look at men when i went home oh, it was yeah. the same exact thing and I did not have the resources to deal with that at that age. So I just left it behind. And then it starts yeah. coming up out of nowhere. And it's almost yeah. like, oh, great. Now I have to deal with this. Right. Because it's not going away. And now I'm seeing the effects of it, the surrounding effects of it and how yes. it affects everything in my life. Well, and the reality is I... I've always been kind of a fighter, right? Like whatever situation in my life, I just fight through it. I just get over it because I know I have to continue. And although it is a strength for the most part, it's also, it can be a weakness because then this happens. Things that really hurt me, it was like, I try to forget about them yes. instead of really healing. Yes. And it's still bringing issues. Um, not only that, the beautiful part is, and I think that was just a God-given conversation because for a moment there, I felt like, Oh my gosh, because we were all sharing our, our experiences, right? And they're mm -hmm. like, well, we haven't lived something like that. And I was like, oh my gosh, I've lived so many things. Like, And they were like, no, Caro, like, it's okay. Because you know what? If there's a woman that comes or has had a similar situation, neither Sandra or me can help them, you know, because we haven't experienced that. So although it's a horrible experience, it's also it's going to be a blessing. You're going to be a blessing to other women because yes. some you can help other women who have Absolutely. gone through the same thing. The cool part about that and the beautiful part about that was in the retreat, I was able to help two women that had experienced something, either one of them something similar and the other one something very much like me, like what I experienced. And when I saw them, you know, not just break down, but truly work on that and heal that and say, thank you for sharing that with me, because now I know that I'm not the only one. Now I know that someone can relate to my pain, can understand me. That was so much power. It was just so powerful. And, and that was the, the, the focus of the retreat. That was, it wasn't about just helping and empowering women. It was really connecting with them to a level that's saying like, you're not alone and right. we're going to be here and we're going to work on this together to truly heal so you can become the woman that you were truly destined to be.
Hey, and you know, it's funny because I was actually listening to a podcast today um, and it's called Latinx Therapy. And the host is amazing and she's a licensed therapist herself. And she was saying, um, as a licensed therapist, how they're taught Mm-hmm. when people come up with these things and that they're taught, you know, to live in that, accept the emotion that you're going through, right? So they say, like, if you feel angry about that, then be angry about it. If you're sad about, you know, whatever happened, be sad about it. Deal with those emotions. But yet, right. as a licensed therapist, they are not taught to give the tools to you to learn to deal with the situation. That's where I feel like people like you and I can help women. Because no, we're not licensed professional, but we can sit here and tell you the tools that we've gained to help us, and now we're gonna spread those tools to hopefully reach these other women. Mm-hmm. You know, And that's why these kind of things, sharing these things, and like I said, sharing your truth is so important because you start realizing there's so many other women that share the same story as you. Yeah, whether it's, you know, have gone through an experience where someone's harmed them physically or mentally that they've, you know, abused them, um, whether outside of work or at work, right? right? And then not only seeing it just, again, in the personal level, that that experience brought me back to something that I I hadn't really truly healed in the past, which, you know, it was beautiful because also at the retreat, I, I, I really forgave and let that go. But it, it was because I had gone through a whole process that weekend of reopening that wound right. and cleaning it and like really <laughs> like it hurt and crying it and out. Catering to that, to that experience and dealing yes. with every, every emotion that and went through it. It was difficult because I shared it out loud throughout, um, during our last um, dinner together, I, you know, I thank all the, I thanked all the women for being there, but I also shared that and my mom listening to it because my mom was a part of the retreat. Wow. I can just see the tears running down her cheeks and she later told me, she's like, I had no idea. And, you know, we cried it out together and it was yeah. very, it was hard for her to hear it, but also I, I think she she loved seeing that the fact that, you know, I was able to truly work on that and heal. Um, and that's just one experience that I know so many women can relate, but also, you know, bringing it back to like in the corporate world, mm-hmm. right? Um, which is another thing that I've just had in my heart to share too, because I've experienced it on the personal end outside of work and also at work. And um, which is interesting because I'm going to tell you is that when we first talked about what you were experiencing in the corporate world, you know what it reminded me of? It reminded me of movies that I watched. Now I know I'm older than you uh, (laughs) by quite a few years, Um, but it reminded me of movies in the late 80s and early 90s the way that you saw women in the corporate office and the way yes. they were treated. This was in the 80s and the 90s. We're talking 30 years ago. Yes. So when you started bringing up stuff to me, my mind was going insane because I thought we had passed that. that. I thought we had evolved oh my gosh, from those things. So please share. Yes. So um, towards the end of July, I went to um, my company's conference and I was there for 
quite a few days and every time I go it's just an awesome experience I learn a lot it's very fun imagine like 10,000 people who are just like you same mentality same everything right super fun um, but I also experienced two things so my biggest takeaways um, one was about you know being a leader within your company right and that was the first conference that I attended on Saturday uh, no I'm sorry on Sunday it was around you know noonish and I loved it because I was like, oh, like that inspired me to to be a better leader within my office, within right. my company. Mm-hmm. And I have very clear where it is that I want to go, the type of leader that I want to be. I want to mentor, you know, the new advisors coming into you know, our office and get more help than, you know, than I had um, when I first started. Um, although I had a lot, I, I felt like there wasn't a lot of individuals who spoke Spanish and like 85% of my clientele is all Latinos, Spanish speakers. So I do want to help that in in that aspect Mm -hmm. and be that change. And that was a big takeaway for me. But the biggest, biggest takeaway from the whole conference, and it's something that I'm absolutely never going to forget, was two conversations, two experiences on two different days. One was on Sunday morning and the other one was on Monday. So on Sunday, I go to the Women's Connect breakfast and we have a bunch of women and they kept making these comments of how awesome it was that every year there's more women attending, that there's more women advisors, which is amazing because we do want to bring not only more women, but also more diversity into our company, which our home office is doing a great job of implementing different things um, in order to create this change. But the one thing that I saw and I saw interesting, it was there was a few men in the room, um, but there wasn't enough. And in one of the panels, there was, I think there was like three women advisors. And then there was this guy, there was a male advisor sitting on the panel. And I was like, what? Like, what's going on What's going on? (laughs) And when they were asking him a few questions, he did mention, he said, you know, I, I was invited to be a part of the panel because... I want to make sure that, you know, I cover and give a few tips on, you know, what we do in our office. I think he's from an advisor from New Jersey. He supports and he empowers women advisors. He brings in a lot of women advisors. Okay. He wants to see that change. So he does a great job and, you know, he's very well and respected. And they brought him on the panel to give a few tips on that, to create that, you know, awareness and that diversity within other offices right. and also show a man supporting and a man supporting the women right yeah but the, the thing that I'm never gonna forget is he made a comment and he said you know when I had a speech prepared and I will talk about that but I want to start off by saying you know talking about an experience that I saw and I heard you know when I first got here at the hotel yesterday in the morning so that was Saturday morning the day mm-hmm. before so he says as he was walking in to the reception to check into the hotel he overheard three guys three male advisors um, talking about one of their fellow advisors one of their co-workers um, a female advisor and they said her name and they said yeah she belongs in the corner of the office in the cubicle she doesn't belong here like saying like she shouldn't be an advisor because she's a woman that she she doesn't do a good job that she belongs in the corner of the office in the back cubicle and when I heard that I was in awe I was like what and the first thing that came to mind is like well they're in the east coast right like 
they're probably different customs or whatever. And I was like, but that's still wrong. Like right. we're in every, in every area, like that just, just and it, I hated that comment. And he hated it too, so much to the point that he said, if you're here today, if any of you three are here today, you know who you are. Reality is you probably aren't, right? Um, but you will know about this because I had two choices and he's like, trust me, I wanted to go up to you and do something about it and, right. and say go something off. to your face. Right. But I did do something about it and you're probably going to hear about this soon because this is an acceptable behavior. We can't continue treating women like they're different than us, like they're not capable than us. They're second class. Like we're second class. Mm -hmm. And that was so beautiful and so powerful to see, you know, a man, a man say that. Right. And saying that he doesn't want to see that change. But he did also say, if we want to see change, we have to be that change. And we have to go back to work and back to our offices and start changing. Right. Start, stop seeing that as okay. It's unacceptable. And that's when it clicked. I was like, yes, it is unacceptable. And it has to be talked about. And, you know, what came to my mind is, oh, I'm in, in San Diego. Like, we're not like that. We're very chill. We're laid back. Like, we don't have that going on. Right. And then my mind started working on all the times that something's happened or someone's made a comment. It got of, your wheels turning. You yeah, started thinking about that. Of right. a comment of, like, you know, come and making me feel like I'm not capable or like I'm not smart enough or like, you know, whatever it has been. But yes, it's happened. And it wasn't maybe as prominent in my mind because it didn't, it hadn't clicked yet right. until then. And it continues to happen. But, you know, now that I came back, I see things in a different way. And that's when I said, uh-uh, this isn't acceptable. And one, I'm not going to let them do that to me. But also, they're not going to do that to anyone. Women, men, like we're... We should, we're all should be treated as equals. There's no There's reason, reason why we should why we shouldn't. And that's but, something I don't understand. Yeah. And that's something too that I will say the title of being a feminist. Yes. It upsets me the way people, conservative people will take that yes. title and what they think that means. Um, I get very hurt by it because a feminist is just someone who wants equal Equality. All across the board for women. That's all a feminist is. A yeah. feminist doesn't mean that you don't shave your armpits. Doesn't mean you hate men and you're a lesbian. <laughs> like that's not what it what it means. Well, just and people have just given it a different, you know, idea or concept behind that word. And you know, and it's just not I'm, I'm hoping this is one of those words that our generation can take and yeah. revamp it. Yeah. Like other words, um chingona, I've mm -hmm. been told by the an older generation um that that is a very bad word and that uh -huh. is a nasty word that it came from and i told that person well my generation is trying to change that word and change the meaning behind it so i hope that happens with words like that also yes. like you know what a feminist is i hope that we can really shed light on the simplicity of what that actually mm -hmm. means you know um and when you say like the comments like you started rethinking about like things that have happened or things that people had said and you're like oh my god this was something, something of that nature yes. and not only that the next day I was really excited to go on this other panel and two of the speakers there I like I there were two I mean they're two amazing advisors and in my company and I follow them one has podcasts the other one just is super super funny and I was just so excited to go and 
it was a panel of like 10 men and they were talking about how like they have this club right like a study group and a club and they're all super cool friends and they hang out together outside of the company and they're from different offices across the country oh okay yeah so they're not like all locally okay um and they've created a friendship and it's beautiful to see that but then they were done with the panel and everything and there it was time for questions and i see this girl this women advisor stand up in the front row and she's like you know i love that you guys are so close and have a friendship but do you guys is it like just a boys club because i don't see any female advisor sitting there is right. it not permitted and the speaker, the, the, the moderator, he's, he says, oh, that's not true. You know, our wives, our best friends, and we always hang out together, and we go on vacations together, and our girls, like our kids, they're so close. And he started just going, just rambling, right? And he caught himself, like, just, he got nervous. You can tell in his voice. And he started going for, like, two more minutes on, like, nonsense. Because he didn't know where he to stop know and, like, how to change that around. He didn't answer the question. And then one of the other speakers, the funny guy, he took the microphone away. And he's like, dude, you totally dodged the question. <laughs> Calls him out, Called him out. But still doesn't answer the question. Right. Right? And then so they're like, okay, another question. And you can just see this girl just, like, what? Like, they didn't even answer it. Like, the, the answer was, no, there's no women accepted in that man's club. Like, that's a reality. That's what they pretty much said without saying it. Did it make you think, why don't we have a women's club? How come I'm not associated with women and have my own little thing with women? So there is. I mean, and I think within the company, there's, like, study groups, and there's, I'm sure there is. Um, but... It brings back the point, like, why should we be, like, the women and then the men over there? Like, why can't we just all be, like, together? Be integrated. Yeah. Exactly. And and that was just when I heard that, I was like, oh, my gosh. And I even told my coworker, I was like, did you catch that? Like, he totally dodged it. And I was just in awe. And it even, you know, lit something in me just to say, like, that's it. So I came back, and I remember coming to the office, and we were all sharing our takeaways, and I spoke on that. And what is amazing is I actually had last Thursday, we went all the office, we went to a baseball game. It was awesome. I had one of my coworkers, one of the new advisors come in and he's like, Garo, I've, I don't, I haven't known you for too long, but I just want to say that when you spoke about that takeaway and you spoke up and you said that you want to be that change, that that was unacceptable because it does happen. He's like, you don't know how much respect I have for you. And, and he's like, and, and he's like, and granted, I don't know you that much. But when you said that, I w that was so powerful because you spoke your mind and you weren't afraid to speak up. You weren't afraid to say what you believed in. You weren't afraid to say that that was wrong and that you were going to be the change and you were going to change that. And how good did that make you feel that your male coworker comes up to you and tells you that and shows you and tells you the support? Because yes. we all know how easily even women can look at you in that sense and be like, what a bitch. Why is she bringing this up? Why do we need to talk about it? I don't have a problem. Why does she have a problem? So it's so important that he was able to feel comfortable enough that he was able to express that is really awesome. It was awesome. Yeah. Um, and, and again, I, I love that, but that hasn't really been the, it was, it caught me by surprise because it hasn't been the case. Like that I haven't been your experience. heard that. Right. And you know what? I loved it. I loved not just listening to that, but realizing that I am, I'm starting to make a change. Not only that, like, I remember coming back from the retreat and they were like, I don't, did you do something to you? Like, you look different. And I was like, no, my hair is the same. I didn't do anything to it, but the makeup is the same. Like, 
And it wasn't physically. And then I had another person say, it's like, you're shining. You glow. And that is how I felt lately. Like I'm just shining and I'm glowing and I'm living really my best life because now it is tangible. What was so far away, what was such a dream, what was just something that was, you know, something I was working, it felt like I was just going to work on for years before I saw any fruit. It's giving fruit. It's, it's something so beautiful. And that not only inspires me and motivates me to keep going, but it makes me realize that this works, that there is a true transformation with the women that I'm helping because mm-hmm. that's the goal. It's not about me. It's so much bigger than me. And how I mentioned, if I want to leave a legacy, I don't want to, you know, people remember me as Caro, the financial advisor, right? Although right. that's, it's cool, but it's so much more. I, I, I am so much more than just a financial advisor. Yes. And I know that now. I know my worth. I know who I am, who mm-hmm. I truly am. Right. And I want to help other individuals, you know, especially other women that, you know, make sure that they know that. Right. And with you knowing that, you're just taking that and you're able to grow and grow and grow. You know, you're owning something of yourself that shows what it's going to do for you professionally. And what I mean by that is like when you take like a leadership course and you get empowered and you start learning about yourself personally. Mm hmm that comes through professionally and what you're able to do because now you're right you know your worth you know what you have to offer not just your company but Mm -hmm. to the world and now you're owning that and doing something about it and you're lucky enough that you have women around you your partners who are on the same wavelength as (laughs) you i mean that's incredible to find, you know, that you have that support within each other, young women, that you're doing that. So now let's take it to where do you see moving forward with everything that you're doing, the professional side and the personal growth? Right. I think um, I've, I'm at a point where everything is in perfect and complete synchrony. Everything is just where it should be and just growing from there. But, you know, when I made the comment of being that leader, right? Mm-hmm. I have to lead by example. Absolutely. So everything that I'm doing is with that in, in mind. It's it's not about me anymore. It's about the people who are not behind me, but next to me. Because I do not, you know, it's not, again, it's not about me. It's who am I going to help and give them, a, you know, a helping hand and help them become the people, the person that they were destined to be. And, and that's what it's about. Just moving forward is making sure that everything that I'm doing is congruent with that. What would you, um, you know, coming to the closing of this episode, Carolina, what would you give advice for the young listeners out there who are in the corporate world like you experiencing the same things at such a young age, because you guys have so much further to go in your careers. What would you tell them? I would say to, you know, to be fearless in the fact that don't don't let yourself, don't have fear of what people are going to say. You know, if someone does something to you, speak up and always have that in mind because it's not just about you. It's about, you know, how about other individuals that might possibly be going through the same thing. You know, when you take yourself, I mean, it's horrible because when you're going through such a painful experience, um, of course, all you can think about is that and how much it's hurting you at the moment. And and it's going to be difficult, I'm not going to lie. But then what I would say is it's also think of 
you know, the other women that you can help. Because not only are you light, but you will be an example and, and you will be able to help other women through your experience. And I would just say that don't ever let yourself, um, let another individual tell you that you're not worthy, that you're not capable, that you're not smart enough because you are, that you're not powerful enough because you are. Absolutely. And I would just say, just own it, just know. And and I feel like also in the corporate world, a lot of the reason why men are still like this, and this is what I've kind of come to realize, is because they feel intimidated. You know, especially how many other women, Latinas and Chingonas and this whole movement of women empowerment, how is it rising, right? And how much it's growing. Men see that, especially the ones that are really old school. And they don't want to see change. They don't want things to change because it's change is scary. Them. Yes. Right. But instead of helping each other, because imagine it's like, it's like on, imagine men and women being on two different boats, right? And we're swimming. We're, the goal is the same, right? right? But we can't get there fast enough because we're all like just trying to like, we're struggling to get to right. the goal. Instead of combining forces, just getting on one of the boats, and then we can get to the goal way faster. You know, it's funny because we talk about a lot, like especially being, you know, involved in the Latina organizations mm-hmm. that we reach out to. Um, we always talk about women supporting women, women empowering other women. But we never talk about men, men. supporting <laughs> us in this journey also. Yes. And that's what you're saying. You're like, no, it's not just about the women in that boat. Mm-hmm. It's about the men on the other boat, too. Because the more that we come together as males and females together, the more we all win. It's all about a partnership. I think life is a partnership, whether it's in your personal relationships with your boyfriend or your husband or your girlfriend or what you know, whatever it is. It's all partnership. You need to look for those individuals that are going to not only help and support you, but are going to lift you higher. How much more can we impact? Like just talking about my field, let's say, in, in, in my industry. If we combine forces, how many more people just in San Diego can we help? Right. right? Instead of like all competing with each other, not that it happens, but I mean, it, it does happen, right? Just saying like, oh, I'm just going to focus in my business. I'm just going to focus on this demographic. I'm just going to help this community instead of really combining forces and then we can just make a, such a bigger impact just here in San Diego. In reality, our company uh, is is amazing, but we have such an untapped market. It's such a low percentage and I see the numbers and I'm like, there's so much work to do. And I see it as not like a challenge in a bad way, but like more of like a challenge to myself saying that I will be that change because I am going to make a difference in really trying to impact the communities and help the communities. And we have start seeing, uh, started seeing a change and being more involved and combining forces, which I do love. So collaboration. collaboration. I love that word collaboration. It creates air. diversity. It creates yes. respect within one another. I love Yes. And changes in the air. And I love the way that the direction, at least here in my company, is going. But the reason why I also wanted to bring up the subject and speak up is to invite all the younger women and all women of all ages in in the corporate world or even, you know, in business and entrepreneurs because you experience it too. Yes. You know, we, we all have experienced it at some level. It's just make sure that you know your worth. Don't ever let anyone tell you again that you're not smart, that you're not capable. Know your worth and be fearless in the fact and speak up. And when you know that something's not right, have no fear and just say, you know, no, 
this isn't right and I'm going to save something, not just for me, but to help someone else that might be experiencing the same thing. And that's just how I see things now. Um, again, I, I haven't always seen things in this perspective. It's taken me some time and it's been quite a journey, but the timing couldn't be more perfect. And how I said every experience I've just been having late, just even as of lately, it just makes me realize that I'm in the right direction. Right. And it's all coming together. Um, you know, I'll tell you that I cannot wait to have the opportunity to go on the retreat because of everything, all the healing process that I've been going through the last couple months. This is just one more tool yes. to add onto my list. And it's something that seems so powerful and beautiful. And, you know, I always say things are about timing. I'm at that time in my life where I'm open to learn everything about me the good and the bad and learn how to deal with it right and to be able to grow and stuff and i would love the opportunity um to have you and your partners on the show um and talk about more about the journey i mean and you know when i am able to do the retreat with you guys i would love to do a podcast there um on site with everything that we take in because that shit sounds so powerful and i want to be a part of that you know you make me want to be a part of that too and it makes us even more chingonas. <laughs> exactly, right? And so, like I said, Carolina, I thought it was very special to have you on the show today because, you know, this is what I want women that are listening to know. If you have something to say and you don't know where you can say it, use me. That's why <laughs> yes. I created Soy Chingona. It wasn't just a platform for me, but it's a platform for my community and the women in my community to express and share their different experiences because there's so many people out there that can connect with you. And yes. Carolina, I appreciate you coming on and being so vulnerable and being able to share your experiences because you're really showing women what you do personally in your life and how you heal will affect your professional life and where yes. you can go, you know, and that's so important. So again, thank you so You're much welcome. for being on my show. Of course. Um, <laughs> you know, thank you for listening in and keep those fists up, chingonas. Peace out. <laughs>